KT, come over and meet the real Detective Peabody. The actress, deep in discussion with Roundtree, glanced over. Annoyance showed in her eyes before she put on what Eve assumed was her meet-the-public smile. What a treat. KT shook hands, gave Peabody the once-over. You're letting your hair grow. Yeah, kind of. I just saw you in Teardrop. You were totally mag. I'm going to steal Dallas for a few minutes. Marlo hooked an arm through Eve's. Let's grab some coffee, she said, drawing Eve out of the crime scene set and through the mock-up of the Icove home's second story. The producers arranged for me to have the brand you drink, and now I'm hooked. I asked my assistant to set us up in my trailer. Moving quickly in boots and rough trousers, her prop weapon, Eve assumed, in a shoulder harness, Marlo led the way through the studio, past sets, equipment, huddles of people. Eve stopped at the reproduction of her own bullpen. Desks, cluttered, the caseboard that took her back to the previous fall, the cubes, the scuffed floor. The only thing missing was the cops, and the smell of processed sugar, bad coffee, and sweat. Is it right? Yeah. Some bigger, I guess. It won't look it on screen. I've already shot some scenes in here, and we did the conference room scene where you lay out the conspiracy. Icove, Unilab, Brook Hollow Academy. That was intense. The dialogue was straight from the book, which were told stuck very close to the actual record. Nadine did a brilliant job of merging the reality with the page-turning storyline, though I guess the reality was page-turning. I admire you so much. Surprised, mildly uncomfortable, Eve turned. What you do every day is so important— when I started researching this part, I realized I've never had another role I wanted so much to do justice to. I know you only watched the one scene, but I hope if there was anything that didn't ring true, didn't feel right to you, you'll tell me. It seemed right to me, Eve shrugged. The thing is, it's strange, I guess a little disorienting, to watch somebody being you doing what you did saying what you said. So since it felt strange and disorienting, it must be right. Marlowe's smile exploded. That's good, then. Let's get that coffee. They'll need me back on set soon. Marlowe gestured as they went out into the sun-blasted October of 2060. If we go this way, you'll see some of the Rourke Dallas house set. It's spectacular. Marlowe smiled again, gave Eve's arm a quick light rub. You're going to make the dinner tonight, I hope, you and Rourke. We're planning on it. Couldn't get out of it, Eve thought. Marlowe let out a laugh, shot Eve a look. It'll be more fun than you think, which won't be hard because you think it'll be torture. Have you got my office wired? No, but I like to think I'm wired into you. Marlowe tapped her temple. So I know you'll enjoy yourself a lot more than you think. And you'll love Julian. He's nailed, Rourke. 
the accent, the body language, that indefinable sense of power and sex. Plus, he's gorgeous, funny, charming. I've loved working with him. Are you... Marlowe broke off when Eve's communicator signaled. Dallas. Dispatch, Dallas, Lieutenant Eve. See the officer at 12 West 3rd, possible homicide. Acknowledged. Dallas and Peabody, Detective Delia, en route. She clicked off, signaled Peabody. We caught one. Meet me at the vehicle. Pocketing the communicator, she glanced at Marlowe. Sorry. No, of course. You caught a case, right when we're standing here. It's probably a stupid question, but how does it feel when you're contacted, told someone's dead? Like it's time to go to work. Listen, thanks for showing me around. We'll be shooting for at least two more weeks.